This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. This is Ricey, and you've heard me discuss my relationship with Josh Arnold for some time. The reason I recommend that you give Josh a call is simple, trust and results. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions. As has been said through all of our relationship, past results do not guarantee future returns. And while that is true, Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and have a booking with Josh for the 48-minute free evaluation. This is a no-obligation meeting. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. You will be glad you did. And don't forget to ask him why it is 48 minutes. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Patrick Royce is a paid in. Endorser. Oh, it's fun, crazy. It's painful, but it's wonderful. What is the name? It's Roycey Unchained. Where do you want to start? Big weekend. Fabulous weekend uh, to uh, reality strikes uh, this weekend. It was terrific. Well, not exactly reality because another great performance by Joshua Dobbs proving what it means to have a mobile quarterback instead of a statue back there. Unbelievable. It was, uh, you know, how many how many of those big plays when they're putting the game away in the first half did he make because he could run? Oh, God. Yeah, the, the Hawkinson play was fantastic. He's, the touchdown? Uh, yeah, and yeah, the touchdown. That he ran for, yeah. Yes. So I was looking it up. He's Geno Smith. I'm not saying that because they're both black, but they were both went through this. Phil's in, made the same. This incredible. Comparison. Now, now Gino's not the athlete this guy is. Though. It might might have been when he was young, but right. he's thirty three. I just looked him up. And this guy's a journeyman, though. This a, guy, a journeyman. Oh. oh yeah, he's five teams in a year, including two that only had him on the practice squad. He was, you know, he was he, he was showing no respect until Arizona decided to play him because they want to lose anyway, right? right. That's and then he uh, ends up uh, coming in here and uh, okay. Here's what I was thinking: Viking in history. Kramer gets hurt. Wade Wilson comes in, takes him to the 1987 NFC title game. Uh-huh. Randall Cunningham comes in. Brad Johnson gets hurt. Comes in, almost takes us to the promised land. Yep. If it uh, wasn't for that dang Gary Anderson. Uh, and now Case comes in for uh, 
Sam uh, Sam Bradford, who came in for Teddy Bridgewater, right? Mm-hmm. Sam Bradford got hurt. That's why Case was playing, right? right? In 17. And now this. I know. This team is always better off with its backup quarterback. <laughs> it's They've been incredibly lucky with the backup quarterbacks here. And in most cases, you'll notice you can't count on count on it lasting. Like no. Cunningham in 99 no. fell apart. Yeah, he did. Keenum, they just basically Keenum, said he they, ain't going to be it. You know, Rand, Ball, Rand told me this today that somebody from the Tribune told him, the Star Tribune, and you probably know, that Zim never let Case Keenum do the Wednesday podium. He did it all year from the locker. Oh, he trust never him, declared him to be oh, the, Zim. He never declared him to be the starting quarterback. Zim was never trusted him. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he hated him like he actually did hate Kirk, but he never trusted him. But it's interesting. It's it, it's a Cinderella story in the sense that you get these backup QBs that come in, mm-hmm. have immediate success, but you got to capitalize on that. Oh, yes. But Wade, you know, came back and Wade, yeah. but, but Wade had been here. Forever. He was a comedy character in the locker room. Zimmer, uh, I mean, uh, Kramer always called him whiskey because he apparently they got him out and got some whiskey in him once and he couldn't handle it well. And, uh, you know, he was, that was back when there was no salary cap problems. Wade, Wade was here forever. Wade was about seven, year seven before he finally got, he was the third stringer for years. I think he was drafted in 1980-ish. Yeah. So yes, yeah, he was. But with Cunningham, with Ke- with with those guys, it's always been these just brief sh- shooting star situations. Mm-hmm. And Dobbs might be the same. Well, Cunningham had been an MVP, right? Yep. Yes, yeah. and he retired. Uh, yeah, came back. Oh, that's right. He he was the backup. So Denny talked to him. I think he was. I think he was into like pool design or something in Vegas. Denny he retired uh, for the '96 season. Denny brought him back as the backup in '97. Mm-hmm. And then in 98, in the opener against Tampa Bay, Brad got hurt. Yeah, Cunningham came in. Brad came back against the Saints like in week eight. Got hurt again. Mm-hmm. So that whole thing. And then Cunningham came back in was, 99 and fell apart. Yeah. Well, and uh, so to uh, make him more insecure, they brought Jeff George in right before. <laughs> yes. And yes. what? how long was Jeff George there before they flipped it? Like two weeks or something. Supposedly, the story is they they were playing. It was like week four in Detroit. They're losing at halftime to the Lions at the Pontiac Silverdome, and Cunningham told Danny, "Take me out. I can't do this." Uh, something like that. Yeah. Some but weird. Jeff George, and then Jeff George replaced him. And but, the but Jeff George, when did he come in? Was he in training camp? I think he was in ninety nine. Was in training camp. Yeah. Because Brad, but Brad got traded to Washington. Okay. And they took Culpepper. Oh, okay. in the first round, All right. but they didn't want to play Dante in '99. Oh, yeah, that's right. And they we weren't as hot to trot back then about having to play quarterbacks. No, no, we were no, we were not at all. You didn't want to play them. You wanted to let them mature and to learn the position. Uh, but Denny, that was one of Denny's great moments because Cunningham gets benched and George comes in, and I don't think he won the game, did he? But he. Came in and oh, look, he might have won, he he might might have even won, won the game. game against Detroit. He came in he and, did. and now we said, we were going downstairs and say, oh, this is going to be great because then he's going to, then he's going to hate this when we pressure him about whether he's Jeff George or Randall Cunningham's his quarterback. And Denny walks up to the podium and says, Jeff George will be our starting quarterback next week. Took, took all our thunder away from us. We, we couldn't create a controversy. 
two, three, four. It was too smart for us. It was uh, it was week six at Detroit. The Vikings lost. It looks like yeah, twenty five, twenty three to drop to two and four. Yeah, and then won one, two, three, four, five consecutive games. Mm-hmm. We actually liked Jeff for a while, and then he got down there in the playoff game, and the <laughs> fumble was laying under his. Under his under his stomach, and he wouldn't fall on it. And nope. let, let them go. I'm not going to get. I'm not going to dive down there in this pile. Jeff said, "I've done all I can do." Yes, right. Let the ball lay there. That was that was maybe the longest four quarter football game I've ever been at because it was a complete blowout. And then the Vikings got like at least two touchdowns in the fourth quarter to make it closer. Right, that Rams game. It was 49-37. 49-37, and I think it was oh. 49-23, and then they got two, or maybe 49-22. Oh, that's entirely, yeah. That's... And they got two TDs late, but the thing, the thing went on forever. But you're right, but, the backup quarterback history of this it, franchise is one of the more interesting. Yes, it is. It's uh, wonderful. Now, we wouldn't say it was a backup, but it started the first week they ever played. Yeah. George Shaw started. Right. And he had a lousy first quarter, and he put Tarkington in, and Tarkington had the, you know, the invented. He introduced the NFL to the scrambler, which, of course, if you wanted to see a, a coach who hated the quarterback, him and Van, Van Brocklin hated the fact that he'd won the game for him by running around like a maniac, because Van, you know, pot bellied, won the title with the Eagles. I bet his rushing yards were eight that season, you know. Well, and, and hadn't Norm been the MVP of the league like the previous yes, season as yes, a quarter? Yes. Like he went won right the from... championship and he went into coaching at 34. Wow. For money, probably. Yeah, know, probably, probably at the time. they probably paid him 100000 instead of fifty or whatever they were paying guys. What a, what a story. Uh, yeah, anyway, yeah, we've done well with the backup quarterbacks, although Francis was uh, never supposed to be the backup. But uh, uh, anyway, this great, this guy's a hell of a story. It really oh, it's is. a fantastic story. And again, uh, made just, you know, second half got a little bogged down, to say the least. But uh, they were, uh, some of the plays he made the first half were fantastic. You know, how happy is Hawkinson? We were blaming Hawkinson for dropping balls. What do you have? One hundred thirty-eight yards or something? Uh, yeah, he had. Um, was it ten catches for ten catches in the first half alone? Yeah, he was his his first. I think he caught one pass in the entire second half. Really? That touchdown play was a gorgeous, yeah. also a gorgeous pass. Yes. Yeah, he had uh, eleven. He had fifteen targets, eleven receptions, one hundred thirty-four yards, and a touchdown. You think he wants Kirky back? I don't think so. You know. I mean, this so. just offers you, this is such a glimpse of what you can do with Dobbs or with anyone that yes. can move. And, and now, of course, because what this guarantees, not that Dobbs is going to be your quarterback or anything else, what it guarantees is Cousins not coming back here. It's not going to happen. Well, you're they're, just not going to pay it. I mean, No, they're not because they got to. And it also opens up the vault to the point you can – Get Jefferson and I, and you don't have to get rid of Hunter. You might, yes. they might, but they might do it well, and, to be cheap. And you're going to have to pay Darisaw. Yeah, that's right. Now, that's not going to kick, kick not, in that's for not a couple for a while, of years. Right? But yes, I agree with you. And here, here's my question How can you justify paying Kirk when you've seen what you can do? What One is your coach can can coach yes. quarterbacks. But two, when you see what this guy can do with his feet, 
Why are you going to commit to a pocket passer? Yeah, you're not. You're not. Hell, yeah, maybe maybe you do go get Trey Lance as a young guy and try to train him. Of course, he's getting to the point where he's almost a free agent. But, right. uh, but I mean, somebody like that, did you uh, – I guess what we see is why everybody wants these guys and overdrafts them, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, how about the guy in Houston? Unbelievable. Yeah, I. you know what? I, I saw how do you figure I, this out? I saw I said, him and I liked him. I liked him. But you get the first pick, and everybody was feeling sorry for Houston because they didn't get Bryce Young, who needs about three years to figure out what the hell he's doing, and they get this guy who's – Phenomenal! I know. <laughs> it's did you have four hundred again yesterday? It's uh, it's it's incredible. Yes, it's uh, picking court of now. There's some there's some sure things, but there aren't that many of them. Andrew Luck and a, a few of them, but picking quarterbacks is an inexact science. Well, now who, who's who's the first quarterback taken in this draft? Because I think the Caleb. Williams' train, train has slowed, slowed down, down quite a bit. He throws a lot of interceptions, and but now, and but you got to study him. Is okay? How good would he be if he was playing with a team who could hold the other team under forty? Yeah. You know, I mean, True. he's he's uh, their their Southern Cal defense is incredible. It's, True. it's just well, and also, awful. I I think part of this too is who drafts you as far as a coaching standpoint. I think part yeah. part of this is your coach. Oh, sure, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah it is. Zim was not going to be a quarterback developer. No, no, okay. and that's all this guy wants to do. Like, I mean, that, mm-hmm. that that's his focus. So, you know, he puts new plays in the playbook. They can do way more things. They, I I they, also think they, O'Connell is more control when it's a guy like this yeah. than Kirk. They aren't uh, they aren't claiming that this was boy as soon as they needed a quarterback that this was the guy they wanted either are they they're not making that claim because supposedly I've not heard that supposedly they called eight yeah. teams and said looking around and and he was the guy you didn't have to give anything up for so they right. said okay let's bring him in here and Jared Hall right. will play a game and we'll see what happens and then Nick Mullins what's wrong with his back he needs surgery or something I don't know supposedly he 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 got hurt in practice but I mean he's been out I I so Technically, the window to bring him back to practice, which is like 21 days from the IR, opened up last week. They still didn't, so I don't think he's going to play again this season. And now they don't really need now him they to. Don't, probably not unless if uh, Jaron Hall happens, he he'll come back. In, Jaron in a Hall weeks. will be next week. Won't yeah, he? I mean so he can't he'll be, be the backup. In, he can't be in the concussion. You do not want long. Sean Mannion to play. I can tell you that, no, Patrick. But he can, he can be your third guy. Yeah, third and, guy. And. Do they still have the third quarterback standing on the sideline in case two of them get hurt? Can you still do that? You can if you activate. It's a different rule now, but you can do that. They didn't do it yesterday. Okay. They were doing it previously when when it was Cousins, Mullins, and Jaron Hall. They did that with Hall. Has this guy uh, gotten clobbered yet, Dobbs? Uh, has he really anybody? Uh, I so. Anybody took a big smack when you wondered if he was getting up or not? He got. He, uh, they blitzed him in the second half. He got hit fairly hard, but I mean, mm-hmm. he he's elusive enough that he can get away from like then. Poor, poor so, Carr. Did you see that? Daniel Hunter destroyed Carr. Oh yeah, Carr is. He's a standing target back yeah. there, man. He uh, what? But Dobbs is Dobbs has got the scramble where he goes left into the mess and then comes out the other way. He's got, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't have a set. He just kind of spins around yeah. and takes off. Or and, ducks. 
stays on his feet or ducks. Yeah, it was great. It was fun. And uh, it was uh, it was uh, quite a contrast to the other major football team in town here. Eat stress-free this spring with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. Tailored to your schedule, customize your weekly meals with the flexibility to get as much or as little you need. You can pause or reschedule deliveries to suit your lifestyle. Factor is your solution for fast premium meals without the need for cooking. Also discover more than 60 add-ons every week, like breakfast, on-the-go lunch, snacks, and beverages to help you stay fueled and feel good all day long. What are you waiting for? Get started today and fuel up those springtime goals. Head to factormeals.com slash unchained50 and use code unchained50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while subscription is active. That's code unchained50 at factormeals.com. What did you think of that effort by the Gopher football team? You know what? It was unacceptable. Yes, thank you. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, he was he was looking at the as you know we talk about great linebackers in the history of football. Bosworth, uh, great Lawrence Taylor, great, great college linebackers. But apparently, Lindenberg is it is the greatest yeah. ever because when he can't play, you give up six hundred and some yards to a two and seven Purdue team. We're just all banged up, man. We're all banged did you, up. Did you read the transcript? Oh, Fleck? God. What a bunch of BS. These are facts. I'm telling you facts. These are not excuses. He's read. He knows yeah. everything that's been said, and the people think he is making excuses. So now he's he's coming back with, these are all facts. Yeah. Yeah. He's uh, He did not attempt to say, it's all on me after giving up 600 and some yards, though. Rushing was what three fifty? Yes, it was three fifty. They were Purdue was two and seven. I know they were two and seven. I keep saying that their, their backup center was playing left tackle. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, it was uh, it was a no show of all time. Yeah, incredible. And the good thing is, they get to play Bucky here two weeks from now. Bucky's worse than they are. Bucky, Bucky oh, got beat. Luke Fickle's got it. <laughs> Bucky got it handed to him by Northwestern yep. at Camp Randall. Yep. Handed to him. We had the decency at least to lead Northwestern by 21 yes, on the road yes. before we gave it up. Yeah, that Northwestern. What What we should be saying is how could the Gophers, instead of how the Gophers play bad enough to lose to Northwestern, that we should be saying, how did Northwestern play bad enough to be behind the Gophers 21? Yes, yes. Right now they'd kick their heinies. And and the Gopher crowd wanted to rip up somehow put the blame on the quarterback. You know he was he had decent numbers, and I don't think there's much, he's not much to write home about. But he didn't have much to do with forty nine to thirty. That defense was no. Yeah, he didn't play great. Who cares? Your your defense was a train wreck. What happened to the defense? I don't know. Joe Rossi. We were going to have a statue over there. Did Joe you just Rossi. Work, like like our? Did, did you go get once once the guy that Fleck was talking about got hurt? Did you go pull a couple students out of class to yeah, play linebacker? Yeah, like uh, taking a goalie out of the stands in the NHL. I mean, I that, oh, it's an embarrassment. Oh God, it's it's it, it's and incredible. yeah, his they should force him when they were like. Second and seven or second and six, 
Mm-hmm. They just handed the ball off to somebody and knocked everybody off them and ran for ten yards every time. It was incredible. It was uh, it was a slaughter of all time. It was uh, yeah, just uh, just a complete embarrassment. Well, and how about PJ kicking the field goal? Yeah, yeah. What was that about? You know, no idea. Yeah, cut the lead. Well, I mean, I know what it was about. And then calling timeouts when it's yeah. he gets. Now we get very upset if the other team was calling timeouts, right? But uh, we're calling timeouts. Too bad Ferentz wasn't there to say to call the timeouts back after PJ. It started. is a shame that that punt return for touchdown didn't stand because yeah, they deserve what's coming. Like yeah. in in a season that's been this bad, that Iowa that James. still might be the cherry on top. And, and now, now they're gonna now the the pluck. Apologist, and I'm not suggesting he's out of here or anything like that. He's got three more years minimum. But now, the now if they beat a rotten Wisconsin team, the worst Wisconsin team in decades, oh, he's gonna. We got both trophies. We got the big trophies. It was a yeah. good year. Now we're gonna go to a bowl game and we're gonna win another bowl game in Detroit. And we're gonna yep. come home with the. Yep. Championship of the Motor Bowl or whatever the he's hell gonna, we call it. When they beat the Badgers, he's going to go to the podium, slightly teared up, yes. and talk about the adversity yes. that this young group of men, yes. who is going to grow into a great group of adults, yes. how, how what they've done <laughs> and how proud he is. Mm-hmm. Yes, there is no. I, I can see the script now. Oh God, yes. If they beat the, uh, if they beat, what a what a battle that could be. Meanwhile, the Hawkeyes. Pretty well got her locked up. <laughs> I, I turned How do they on, do this? I turned on Iowa and Rutgers Saturday for some reason. I turned it on. And there were three and a half minutes to go. There were four minutes to go in the half. And it was 0-0. Zero, zero. And Iowa is fourth and two at midfield. And they take. They go up to the line of scrimmage, and they they're saying, "Oh, they're going to go for it," and you know, one hundred percent, they're just trying to get the other team to jump off sides. And Ferentz has a punt again. We're perfectly set. I think they ended up scoring because Rutgers screwed something up, but they're perfectly satisfied. Isn't this Rutgers team supposed to be better? Yes. Yeah. What they had nothing. They couldn't do anything, but. <laughs> They were perfectly satisfied. The crowd was like cheering. They're going to go for it. I said, how, how dumb can you people be? He's not going to go for it. He's going to punt. He wants to punt. <laughs> he wants to punt. Well, you know what they did? So the, the the Hawkeyes Athletic Department put out a notebook, right, like that, that they give to uh, reporters, you know, those yeah. nice notebooks. And they put two Hawkeye football players on the cover. One of them is a punter. <laughs> oh yeah, he's the he's the he's one of the stars. He's the the All American punter. He'll be a unanimous All American punter. Not only because he's good, but because he'll have punted more than anybody in the history of the game. Unbelievable. But over and under on that game, twenty eight. Good again, twenty to nothing. It's incredible. Yeah, Hill and the big fat lousy terrible quarterback. Pass for 200 yards or something. That, he is awful. That quarterback, is it's just he's... He, he is awful. Yeah, but that body, I he love that guy. He start for the Cedar Rapids. You know what he looks like? He looks like 
he should have been playing quarterback in the 1950s NFL. Yeah, good. He should be. He he couldn't start for Dowling High School in West Des Moines or wherever the hell it is. He's terrible. He's an inspiration for chubby people <laughs> yes, everywhere. Yes, he he's he should be a left tackle. He's playing quarterback. Oh, oh he should be a left guard. Yeah, he looks more like he's he's beefy like a. But guard. I was those Iowa fans Sunday morning. You know, I was saying, you know, I know that we got out screwed on the punt return, but how did we lose to Minnesota? Everybody's saying now, how do we lose to Minnesota, Nebraska? Everybody, how could we lose to that terrible team? It's uh, well, like you said, the uh, Nebraska started the wrong quarterback. Yes, or they win that. Yeah, game. Oh, yeah, they would have won that. Game. The Iowa game. But the Gophers have gotten increasingly rotten, yep. right? And they've also, uh, the, the excuses mount because they've, you know, shockingly, in a football season, they've had three, four injuries, which, yeah, you know, that's not unusual. I wonder how this guy's act plays when it starts to go bad, you know? I it think it's great when it's going well. But I wonder how, I wonder how it is, plays when it starts to go bad. He is not going to take it well. He's not going to take the oh. heat well. He's going to. He's going to react, well, and it's, these are facts. And, and meanwhile, O'Connell is like putting on a, a clinic of how to approach things. Like like he got up to the podium yesterday and said, in the second half, I screwed up. I didn't call plays like I should have, blah, blah. And then he explained what he thought he did wrong, right? So yeah. he, he didn't say, yes, right. I screwed up. It's all I, on me. Just write it's about me. It's all on me, but if you ask me something specifically, I'm going to give you the excuse right. why it's he not just on me. He said, this is on me. Here's why I need to let guys play more. The Illinois game, it was all on him until they mentioned, and then he said, but if the guy, but if uh, the quarterback throws that uh, third that third down pass, we get the first down and we win the game. So he blamed it on the quarterback. Yeah. But, but it's all on me. Yeah. It's all right. on me. Well, and and that's more of a pissy comment to me. Yes, it, it, it's a way to be passive aggressive. Yeah, yes, it is. It's not an explanation. Yes, it doesn't mean anything unless right. you say so. Anyway, right. Anyway, what a horrible effort. Uh the Buckeyes. Buckeyes have got a bunch of injuries, by the way. And they what's the spread right now? Oh, it's got to be what? I, I'll see if I can find. Damn near thirty, I would. Think. I looked for it yesterday. High twenties, I, I would guess. Got to be the high twenties. Right? I mean, it's there too. It's the game's yeah. going to be done in the first half if they want to kick or you know. Sometimes Ohio State can come out and screw around, but uh, you know they got Marvin Harrison might uh, might catch fifteen. For, I wonder how much that guy is uh, is pocketing from <laughs> nil and, <laughs> and his nil might everything be else. Good. Yeah, twenty seven and a half point fa- uh, favorites, and it'll go up for the Buckeyes. It's going to go up this week, right? 27 and a half. Oof. Can we push to 30? Uh, it'll get close. It'll it'll go up. Yeah, the people, will, you know, they keep it under four touchdowns. So, But nobody who's betting can look at that and want to bet the Gophers. That's for sure. Oh, hell no. How about our Timberwolves? I was wow. going to ask you about that. Yeah. Wow. They, they, they look good, Pat. And the... First, I didn't watch much of it, but the first half, apparently, they didn't play very good. And they still were up three. I answered they now, got yelled at. Now, Golden State at Golden State can be saying, we didn't play very good. But here, Golden State center, basically, they got Looney, who's what, 6'8 or something? 6'8 mm-hmm. or 6'9. And then Draymond, who's 6'6. Six, six. These guys got two seven-footers who, you know, are... 
it's not quite as bad with those two guys playing together as it looked early in the first couple of weeks of the season. But because Gobert is moving, as long as Gobert stays healthy, and as you said, I think, last week, the only shot he takes is a dunk. They're not, like, running anything for him anymore. Right. You know, run a... You know, if you get a little lane to run to the basket, do it. We'll throw it up there and let you dunk it. That's right. He's leading the world in shooting percentage. He can't make a free throw, but he can make a dunk. Mm-hmm. And he's getting, you know, ungodly numbers of, of uh, rebounds. So uh, I'll give – I don't know if it's going to work, how long it's going to work, and when somebody gets hurt, which they're going to get hurt, it's the NBA. I don't know. But whatever Finch uh, designed, uh, knowing this year – what he had to try to do to get the two of them on the court for at least 15 minutes a night is uh, working so far. Well, an ant last night. Ant, you know, when they when Golden State wanted to come back last night, he just made four straight baskets. Yep. So. Yep. Well, and Draymond, Draymond's trying to trash talk him, and it just helps Ant. Yeah, you don't mind. What, I'd keep my mouth shut around Ant. Yeah, right. Yeah, Ant will. Why would you? Ant loves that part of the game, the agitation. And he's that, good at it. Oh yeah, you know, he and is. Golden State. Golden State also is. I think they're the oldest team or second oldest team. Oh yeah, they looked they looked tired by the end of the third. Now quarter. this wasn't an in season tournament. That's the game, next one it? in Golden State, oh, okay. which is Tuesday, I believe. Well, so so we'll get the new court, the we'll gorgeous the- multicolored courts. So what is your assessment of West Group C? Oh, a uh, group of death. <laughs> Yeah, the group of death. It, it's a group of death. It is the group of There's death. There's no question about it. I predicted on uh, Twitter that uh, Thunder were going to win it. I saw that, yes. And then somebody told me they're already 0-2. Okay, well, you know the, what? In the in-season tournament game. Miracle comeback happened. <laughs> yes, right. They won last night, but I don't know if it was an in-season well, tournament you got to switch to the game and see if the court Lord, yes. looks like it was puked on. And yeah, if it does, right. then it's an in-season yes. tournament game. Yes, I love it. Now, why didn't they come up with a name for it instead of in-season tournament? I don't know. And why, hey, this is group or West Group C. Why Why isn't it the Garnett Division or some damn? Why don't we have some name? Maybe for they'll fix thing? all of that. Yeah. I don't know. All I ask is that they these courts, I can't take it. No. They're, they're eyesores. And what is the reason for those? So that you know when you turn on the game. This is an this in-season is a, tournament yep, game. Yep, in-season tournament. Wow. You know, we got several teams that don't want to play in the in-season tournament. We got several. You think Golden State wants to waste their time playing in the in-season tournament when they got all those old guys? Well, that's, yeah. where, that's where you're going to have to work not to win those games mm-hmm. because I think the only extra game – is the championship, the championship game, right? game, yeah, right. So, but don't do too well in that. So it's just a. But once we get there's six groups. Once we get the winners of the six groups, then what do we do if they're not if they're not scheduled against each other? What do we do? You think I care? <laughs> no, I don't. But you think I, don't, I know. I don't know how it works. Do you suddenly adjust the schedule so that? These well, teams are playing each other when they're not supposed to. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't care. Do do whatever they want. I don't even care. I mean, I don't even mind this that much. Okay, but I just hate the courts. Let's say here's your six winners of the group of the groups, right? Yeah. And Oklahoma City wins a group, but they're not scheduled to play 
any of these other group winners. How the hell you get to the finals? I don't get it. That's a question for Adam Silver. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. But uh, now somebody told me uh, who, who follows these things, they've really been fudging in the ticket thing, you know, as far as claiming these sellouts and everything. Cause they, in the NBA? Had, had, no, the, or the Timberwolves. They had a. Oh. And an Arby's deal where you could get $1 Well, and they tickets. also block off yeah. upper deck at the ends. Yeah, they do. I know, but they're and 17. And the league allows that. But they're announcing over 18. And the crowds have been loud. Yeah. But I'm not sure the tickets are all in demand. Also, somebody told me, though, if you wait and go up to the box office, you're an idiot. Because they're like, the other day, the cheapest ticket at the box office was $91. Here's a question. Do people still scalp outside the building? I how do you do you it? How do, do you it? do it on an app? How do you? Yeah, do I think it? Dex might know. Yeah. So I was just there on Monday night as a fan. Yes. Uh, and so what it is? It's it. The scalpers are out there, and then they literally have their phone out, and you transfer. They transfers you the ticket. Do you trust that? Well, I don't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't That's do it that asking. way. Okay. Yeah, but but the, literally, they're they're just out there with their phone. And they yeah, and he has a sign. He had, so he has the the sign will you know two tickets for you know forty. He'll have a he'll have a printed out sign like they do back in, in the normal days. But then yeah, he just has his phone and you can't get in it. with paper though, huh? No, uh, you got to use your phone. Now the Timberwolves, uh, the Twins, they don't want to sell you a paper ticket, mm-hmm. but if you get one, they'll you can just walk in like normal. I wonder. That's what I, I they'll scan it. <clears throat> well, I bought three tickets all season, and I bought them downstairs at the game for the like three days later. And I, I said, I don't want to, I want, I want three tickets. And so the guy gave me three tickets. But so when we came to the game, my wife and her sister and me, we walked right through and they zapped, they scanned them. Gotcha. So, well, what's nice about the wolves and the twins need to do this too. I'm not sure at the wild. So let's say I have, I have four tickets for the game. All right. So it's us four going plus one ever, one other person here. Well, then I have to scan four different barcodes to get into the Twins game. With the Wolves, he just scans one barcode, and it prints out the four receipts. So you don't have to do, you know, the whole oh. scan, flip it, flip it, flip it. It's just, flip, I think. it's just one barcode, and gotcha. if you have four tickets on there, it knows it has four tickets instead of having to slide games? it four at the times. Twins? At, the, at the Wolves. The Wolves the do wolves. this. They okay. do just one the barcode. Twins, twins is still it's one. It's one per one. It's very, mm. like, if you have a group setting with you, it's annoying because you have to do it ten times. Mm. Plus... Plus, there's people who went to the 1965 World Series who proudly show you their tickets. That's the other. That's what the am I going to do? Show you an app? Yeah. Hey, look at this. I, co- was at the, <laughs> yeah. I was at that playoff game. Look at all this gorgeous look, ticket stuff. When the Twins finally ended their streak. Look at this gorgeous barcode. Yes, look at this. Do you believe me? Lovely barcode This right is here. horse crap. You know, I should be able to get a ticket if I want. One. People yeah. used to collect them too. They're great. Yes. You know, there's some great their ticket stubs yeah, used to be a major good. part of. But your... they think like they're doing. They're going to save the environment by not having to. Oh, you and the environment. We're going to yeah. save the environment. You ever try to go to a high school game now to cover a high school? Oh, you don't have to cover cover a high school game. Yeah, they don't have programs. Nope. They don't have lineups. Or you got to buy them. The State High School League. What? Yeah. Well, I buy them, yeah. but they don't have them. Yeah. Because so the old paper. No, most a lot of, the state tournament. Yeah. I went to cross the 
What did I go to? They didn't have any programs. Oh, they're notorious. And then at, at the boys and girls hockey tournament, they make you keep the same one. So if you go on Thursday, you got to bring it back Friday or Saturday because well, they won't do that. I wouldn't that. I'd forget it, of yeah, course, I won't if I ever that's did the problem. Yeah. But, you know, but it's not like, so when I covered a high school game two weeks ago, yep. I basically went online and printed out the, luckily they both had rosters on there from, um, there's two sites, Football Hub and then, uh, and then another another site, and I printed out the rosters from there. So at least I'd have a name. But then uh, Armstrong on its own did have rosters, but uh, a lot of them don't have rosters anymore. So and, the state, and if it's a state high school league event, because this was a tournament game, but it wasn't the state tournament. It wasn't the right. final eight. Right. So uh, the final eight is they don't have programs. When you get to the dome, they don't have they don't have rosters upstairs. When you're covering the game, so how? What the hell do you do? Yeah, Go on your you're computer. You're supposed to be online and you know find it online. I guess I don't know. Internet has allowed PR departments to become oh, far lazy. Too, uh, you know what? Force them to do media guides because that's hard work. Yes, it is. Let's uh, let's do that. I miss media guides too. I do too. So, uh, oh wait, wait, wait! Before we we progress, tell me about your friends, Patrick, at the Valley Auto Group. Valley Auto Group, and guess what? You get out there, they'll give you a piece of paper and show you what it's going to cost God you specifically. Them. It's not going to say, look it up on you. If you want to look it up on your app, you can look it up on your app. But if you want paper at the Valley Group of GM dealers, Apple Valley, Hastings, you want to, if you're, you know, if you're a guy who believes in looking things on a piece of paper, I love that. you're going to find out exactly what it, everything costs, and you're going to get the best deal possible. I can tell you that because I've lost, bought my last five cars there, maybe six. I'm not sure how many. I'd have to go back and think about it. But uh, Jim Paul, Brett Paul, Valley Group of GM Dealers, interest rates are great right now out there. And the prices on the car have been, are lower right now than they than the various vehicles than they have been for some time. Everybody's out of the pandemic now; it's back to normal, and uh, you can get some really good Buick and GMC dealers. I saw the Sierra truck. The Sierra truck. If I was a truck guy, they're zero point nine interest if you qualify, <laughs> and uh, it's a lot of guys driving trucks around. So check out everything at uh, Hastings and Apple Valley, the Valley Group of GM dealers. Awesome. All right. All right. What's next? When are we going to call up the goalie from uh, Des Moines? Well, he's going to Sweden with them because with the, because all teams are required. All, all have teams at least going to Swede? Are, no, they're required to have a third goaltender in mm-hmm. case one of their two gets hurt. Is he a Swede or a Finn? I think he's a Swede. Yeah. So so he's throwing. Well, he's going home. Why do they got us going to play in Sweden? We don't have a, hardly any. Do we have any Swedes anymore? Well, yeah. We got um, a bunch of Finlanders. Brodine's a Swede, right? Oh, Brodine, that's right. And Eric Sinek, where, where's he from? He's a Finn, isn't he? I thought he was a Swede. I get confused. Look, let me look it up here. I'm not going to ask Declan to look it up. I'm going to look it up myself. Um, Eric's Jewel Eric, a Swedish professional hockey he's player. He's a Swede, okay. Yeah, he's, he's gonna be a, a hero there. He's gonna be a hero there. Meanwhile, why don't we just call him Eck? Why don't we get the I, Eric? I actually do. I actually Ech. do quite a bit. I do, and and then I get notes saying his real his last name's Eric's and I'm like, I don't want to call him. I that. don't care. I'm gonna call him Eck. Yeah, but uh, well, we Ech. got trouble here, Patrick. Oh, give an eight. 
When you, when a when a goalie gives up eight and you don't pull him, that's a bad sign. Yeah, the snowman ain't good. Poor Flurry too. He's got to be saying, "What?" Well, he turns thirty nine in like two yeah. weeks. And so, at midseason, they're going to have to call a guy up from Des Moines and try to save this year, right? Well, that's a really he's playing great. Yeah, right? yeah. He, he was uh, AHL Player of the Week last week, and I think he's still playing really well. Now they don't want to, but, but you might be right. Well, financially, they probably. They're stuck with these other two guys, right? They're stuck with the roster for the most part. Yeah. yeah. But why don't they want to? I think they want to give him another year. But you might be but you might be right. They, they need they life. Have a choice. They need life. Well, I suggested today that I would fire the head coach as well, because ain't no one listening to him anymore. Yeah. Really? Wow. Oh, and well, and and you know, in the NHL. You know, that sounds dramatic, but firing a coach is mm. like something you do. It's a Tuesday. Let's fire the say, coach. That's Monday. <laughs> yeah, that's, Things yeah. to do. Fire yeah, the coach. Fire the coach. Go get my laundry. Where are we going? What recycled guy are we going to get if we fire him? I don't know what they're – well, you know, who, um, Bill Guerin's good friends with a guy by the name of Doug Waite who played in the league for a long oh, time yeah, yeah. and coached the Islanders and ha- hasn't coached since. But the theory always was when Boudreaux got fired that Doug Waite was going to be, be his guy – uh, Garen like Dino, but so Dean threatens. Is Doug Wade a little more positive guy, or uh, what? What are we looking for? A bit what younger, do we want in our new coach? I w- we want a guy people listen to. Oh, okay, all right, and that so. the uh, top players ha- have not checked out on. So, so Dean. Well, we always blame that on Suter and Parisi, though. I know like, we did. I know I that's what I'm saying. We're going backwards. We got We blamed it on that. So who's not listening now? Do we have any idea? Who are the leaders? Well, That's the problem. Well, and Kirill has not Kirill yeah. has not looked good. But here's the thing. So yesterday, after they give up eight, Dean says, because they leave this evening, which is Monday for Sweden. Why Dean, are they going to spend so much time over there? Uh, for probably press. Yeah. Practices and press. Anyway, Dean said we're going to have a very not pleasant practice on Monday. Okay. Guess who got today off of practice as a maintenance day? Kirill. Oh, really? So how can you put him through the paces yes. when your best player is going to be absolved when and he's playing crappy? when your best player isn't, yeah, it isn't Unless he's good. hurt. Yeah. And if he's hurt, they should, you know, then he shouldn't be playing because he ain't, he ain't playing like he can. Uh, no. What's he got? How many goals? Three, four? Four, maybe. Four, uh, five. I think Dex said he has one five-on-five five goal this season. Really? Okay. Five goals total. They, Thank you, uh, I think, how many of them uh, yesterday? It was uh, five, five power, play five power plays and two shorties. Was it one short? It was one shorty. It was five power, five power plays. plays. Dallas scored one more power play goal on Sunday against the Wild than they had all season. They had oh. four power play goals coming in. They scored five. Now, uh, you weren't over there. You had too no. Much duty. I was doing Viking stuff. What What is the rumors? How did the crowd take it? Did they hear some? Hoops? I actually got home in time to watch the, the game because it started at five o'clock. Um, they were got the booed boo- off the ice. The boos were audible. Oh yeah, they were coming through yeah. the TV as the as the Bally's guy, as Lapanta and Ryan Carter did their best to say the Sweden trip could be a reset. Oh really? We're and, gonna have. A and reset. then our guy West Walls post game yeah. got on, couldn't contain himself. He let him have it. He let him have it. Both Good. barrels. Good, because he doesn't let him have it as much as he used to. He doesn't. He doesn't, but in this case, he absolutely did, and he talked about this is unacceptable, and, you know, poor Audra sitting by him, mouth agape. It's like, oh, well, what, <laughs> what am I going to do? What, what am I going to say? Yeah. But he, uh, yeah, Wes was pissed off. Yeah. It was good to hear. Am I, am I on here, by yep. the way? Yep, you're fine. Your earpiece your, your, your just fell I out. I can't. Yep. I, I can't. Uh, oh, 
Yep. Oh, I got your cord came it. undone. Yeah, I got undone. But I can hear it. you fine. You're fine. Okay, that's good. Well, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's not uh, that's not quite the performance. Well, let's face it. Was it a bad decision to give Gus a three year contract? Yeah, it probably was. Is he based on one year? Is he? Uh, I mean, what? How? How do they get out of that? Nobody's going to take him. Well, they just have to hope he starts to play well, and then if and then if you can trade him, if if the season goes to hell, like to your point, you bring up Wallstead and trade Gus. But I just this is it for the flower, obviously. Yeah, yeah, and but, he's not going to be your guy. So yeah, and but I I'm just I'm amazed at the lack of like. To your point, this feels like Parisi and Suter again. You know, like last night, post game closed door meeting. Uh, oh, we had the closed door, door meeting. meeting. But but Felino already mf'd his teammates like two weeks ago. <laughs> I don't know why did they why did they bring back the same crew as Zuccarella and and Felino and all as if they were going to accomplish something. Well, I thought Zuccarello came back because of Kaprizov, yeah. you know, to, to yeah, right, to keep him happy. But after that, I got, I mean, they love Felino. I think Dean loves Hartman and Goudreau, and and Dean wants guys to play like Dean. But that's what makes no sense about this. It's like these guys got contract extensions and said, "Hey, I'm set." And plus, you can't do crap because your cap is so uh, up against it. So that's what's that's what's weird is guys are checked out who shouldn't be checked out. Yeah, but, but the, they basically ran it back. Yeah. Right? Ran yeah. it back. And what? Now, I see people are on Boldy. Is he? Uh, He's played poorly. What's uh, what's going on? Because I love that guy. I do, too. Um, the, the coaching staff evidently talked to him a couple of weeks ago about his lack of shooting the puck and his approach. And he shot the puck more in the past week plus, but his, his approach is... He he's gone into this, for lack of a better term, Charlie Coyle, Jordan Greenway type of funk. Like huh. he's got to play. I mean, he's big. Use your body. And how about Rossi? He's played well. Is he done okay? He's played well. Yeah. yeah. What's what line is he centering? Well, Third. So yes, and but you know, after that Devils abomination a couple of weeks ago, also at home, Rossi, Boldy, and Kaprizov were put on their first line. Right. So it seemed to work a little bit. And then in Buffalo on Friday, after they lost to the Rangers on Thursday, Dean put Hartman, Zuccarello, and Kaprizov back together. Mm. He's very stuck in his way. He really is stuck (laughs) in his ways. This is why hockey coaches get fired. Well, Dean, don't get upset when you get fired because you'll... Hang yeah. around, you get another job. Oh, you'll Somebody, surface somewhere. You'll, yeah, you'll get another job. You'll get an job. assistance job for a while, and then you'll go back up to head coaching. Where's Torch now? Philly. <laughs> Second year in Philly. Young team, too. They're, yeah. they're absolutely not good. but <laughs> They got Torch there to scream at him, huh? Yep. So who's running that operation? So Keith Jones. Fletcher got fired. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Fletcher, got, Fletcher got fired, and they brought in Keith Jones. Who is the um, who was the national TV guy to, as the president, and he hired Daniel Briere, who was a, a longtime flyer, yeah, as the GM. But they kept Torch for now. How could he? And keep they got Torch? off to a good start, but I don't. Is Lavalette's not coaching now, though? No, he? he is. He's with the Rangers now. He's got. The, he, he will always have a job. They switched jobs. Yes, 
Yeah. Yes. From from your uh, uh, from my outdoor... favorite ever twenty four yeah. seven or whatever. They're still swearing just as much, huh? They're, they're still <laughs> the o- the only guy that doesn't have a job right now is Boudreaux. Yeah, but he's and doing Boots TV. Boudreaux is pushing seventy though too, right? Yeah, he's but I think 60. he'll resurface once more. Oh, probably. And the Oilers fired their guy after a win on Sunday mm-hmm. and replaced him with an AHL coach from the Rangers system who coached McDavid in juniors. Okay, I got to tell you guys a story, which I probably told before. 1982, we get Lowell Schrader's the sports editor at the at the Pioneer Press, yep. and loves college football. And the nation is alarmed because Texas A&M has lured Jackie Sherrill away from Pittsburgh on a six-year... million deal, $237,000 a year. We could not believe it. So much so, Lowell Schrader sent me to College Station for the first ever Jackie Sherrill game. I've I've told you this. A&M playing Boston College. Back in 1982, you scheduled Boston College the way you now schedule Eastern Illinois. Yeah. If it meant you got to win, right? Yep. You would. Boston College was an Eastern Independent, and not you know they'd end up four and seven six every year because they'd play Harvard or something, and so they were they were you got you brought them to town. You probably gave them fifteen thousand to come and play, right? Yep. And they had a little tiny quarterback nobody'd ever heard of, Doug Flutie, and I'm. Galloway picks me up at the airport, Randy Galloway, because he's now a columnist and he's going to cover it. And we're driving down to College Station. And I went through treatment a year earlier. And uh, he's got a 12-pack of Longstar Lone Nets, nets, a cooler in the back. Says, hey, grab a couple of beers. I said, I don't drink. He said, it's beer. You can drink beer. But anyway, we get there and on Friday night, they have a media thing at Tom's Barbecue with Cheryl. There's about eight guys there, nine guys sitting at a table eating barbecue, BSing with Cheryl. This is the way it went. And I was sitting right across from him. And, and he's telling me about, you know, how humble he is because people respect him so much. And and it's like, I, I wish I had my notes or even had, had the column, the column anyway. So... Saturday comes, and it's a evening game. I think it's like later in the afternoon. Boston College kicks their ass, yep. thirty-eight to sixteen. Yep. And but I, I was looking to see yesterday what the number was that got us down there. I knew it wasn't much, but it was two hundred thirty thousand a year. Now, forty-one years later, a guy beats. Mississippi State fifty-one to ten, and they fire him, and they're going to pay him seventy-five million to walk away. Yep. It's changed a little bit, Jimbo. Yeah, the uh, the, uh, the the wonderful uh, world of you know scholar athletes has changed a little bit. Seventy-five million to fire a guy—unbelievable, wow. incredible. All right, sir. We'll talk to you next yes, week. Yes, sir.